Okay, good morning. Today's class is Lunishma Yerchmil Dienu Ben Gedalia and Lunishma Tzion Benema, Rufo Shalema of Chanabat Adel and Bezrat Hashem, also in Yerat Shemaim and success of Gadiel Ben Lesheva, Shef Ben Lesheva, Emel Lesheva, Reina Malkov Tavrasha, and Emel Ben Lesheva. Bezrat Hashem, also in Rufo Shalema of Sion of Rav Shalom Ben Yavne and Rav Daniel Ben Sarah. Bezrat Hashem, also. Please, um, no, tonight, tomorrow night's class is going to be uh, on Bishrat Hashem Purim with Rabbi Maimon. So that's going to be on Zoom, etc. And that's going to be tomorrow night around 8 a.m., 8.30, okay? All right, we have a great, great, great concept today. Today's going to be a little bit, a little bit quicker version. So also on Spotify, you don't have to uh, times, it by, uh, times it by two. I'll, I'll, I'll speed it up. Um, so Rav Nachman tells us in less than ten something very very beautiful. If if you knew how, when there were the, whenever there was decrees against the Jews back in Ukraine, the Jews would Rav Nachman advise them to dance, to dance and clap their hands. Not only did they dance and clap their hands, but they actually sang the national anthem of the people that were attacking them, which is a complete complete opposite. I mean, practically today we, we're going through something. What are we doing? We want to kill the per. Want to kill them, and obviously we don't. Not only do we not dance and clap, but we worry and sob and go into despair. So you could just pretty much see how the psychology, what our, what our relationship with our Creator, our psychology of normally when we go into retreat, the same mind that got you into the problem cannot be the same mind that's going to get you out of the problem. When you're able to dance and clap, I'm going to explain to you the science behind it. I'm going to explain to you what happens. When you're dancing and clapping, we always we obviously know that everything that got, that comes from God is there has to be an aspect of love. We spoke about this concept that if you had the perfect parent that you would have, ask yourself what would be the perfect parent? What are we trying to achieve in, with our children? We're trying to give them high expectations. We love them, we, but we still will have high warmth, right? We have high expectations for them. We want the best for them. We want them to succeed, but tremendous amount of warmth when they fall down. And that we never try to, God forbid, reject them. We never make them, uh, you know, bad because of what they do. But this is apparent. Obviously, every every situation today, which we want to talk about tomorrow, comes from this problem. This is relationship with that. So the greatest relationship is high warmth and high high expectations. The worst relationship, obviously, is high expectations, low warmth. That's even worse because then you have a terrible childhood because all you could do is all you're getting do all you're getting is criticizing and criticizing. You're never going to win. So that kills your self-esteem. Um, and then you have another relationship where, which is another problem, where it's only high warmth and no expectations. And this is the enabler. This is where you have a just, you know, love, love, love. And the kid, you know, doesn't know you've held his hands for 25 years. Next thing you know, he's got to do something. He goes into trauma. So that's not a good relationship also. And obviously the last, the last relationship is no warmth, no expectations, abandonment. So we, we could see that this is a relationship with our, with our, with our creator. We want high, high warmth. So anytime there's high warmth, there's high expectations. He expects us to constantly grow. When we're not growing, he has to wake us up. So just back to this concept about decrees and this. So Ram Nachman's telling us whenever there's decrees, we normally go into panic mode. We go into our, our, our limbs are heavy. The battle against Moshe Rabbeinu in, against the Malik was not a battle. It was a battle of strength. When he hands his hands were up, they, he won, they won the war. If their hands were down, they, won, they lost the war. What practically, what's the purpose of this dancing? What's the purpose of the hands, etc.? Because Rabbi Nachman is telling us practically, we already said today, stress is 50% weakens your body. Last week, I was in the gym, 
very stressful days Thursday and Friday, I was maybe 40% potential. And, and I'm, it's not the lack of strength that I have. I have the strength. But I didn't have the physical strength. Yet I have the muscle, didn't have the strength. Because stress weakens you. It weakens you. It makes your, your, your hands completely lethargic. It it's, it's affects your pulse. And it makes you lethargic. So Rabbi Nachman knew this. He knew that when a person has an issue in life, he's going to go into despair. He's going to go into right away panic, into a fright mode, etc. So he, he, Reb Nachman says, no, you got to do the opposite. You have to dance and clap. And Reb Nachman said he pushed many decrees off for 20 years because of the dancing that he had at some weddings. <coughs> and this is a message for all of us. <coughs> Bless you. you. See, it's, we're telling the truth. This is the message for all of us, that we're all in a situation in life where it looks a little bit, we're looking at it the wrong way, we fall into despair, our minds get cut off, we fall into Mocham Kadnut. What we need to do is we need to thank Hashem and dance, even though it makes absolutely no sense to you. The reason why is because the hands itself represent, when you hear good news, what's the first thing you do? You, get, you dance, you, you clap your hands. I mean, it's, 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 it's normal to go, when you hear good news, you get excited, you dance, you open hands, you go to the heat game, whatever, everybody's going. So again, everybody's, guys, everybody's jumping, clapping, etc. It's a natural thing. And when you hear bad news, the first thing you do, the shoulders go down, the head goes down, uh, the pulse rate goes up, and, and all of a sudden you go into panic. So, I mean, this is a, you know, so science behind this is obvious. So what, do you mean, what is good news to you? It's based on your perspective, what you know. What is good news? What is good? good news is only whatever you think is, is good, or good news or not. And that's where the situation is. Where Rav Nachman knew that there was a decree. He knew that he, God wanted more out of us. And through clapping, clapping itself, remember the pulse. If somebody's going to take your pulse, if you've ever been to an acupuncturist, they do a great job of looking at your pulse and dictating the state of your pulse, depending on that there's 12 different types of pulses or, or 10 different types of pulses. They could read through the pulse exactly what's, you know, if it's too slow, too fast, they know exactly what element is, is dominant. For example, uh, it would be fire element, it would be a fast pulse. Slow element would be too much, you know, we, we lost our faith. It would be too, too lethargic. So the pulse it indicates, which is in Hebrew, the word pulse is the word dofek, which is a combination of God's name 184. So your pulse is your state of awareness, your state of being, etc. So when the pulse is heavy, Rabbi Nachman is telling us in Lesson 56, it causes the limbs to be heavy. It causes the body to be heavy, which causes the pulse to be heavier again. So it's a, it's a vicious, when we feel heavy, there's a concept, it's judgment. Anytime there's a heaviness, it's because there's a form of judgment that we're dealing with. And, you know, just in football, where do they tackle the guy? They tackle the guy in the feet. Tackle the guy in the feet. So the feet and the hands are both aspects in Kabbalah, such as the feet represent machut, Represents Amuna, but remember, there's Machot to the other side. There's a there's a there's a, a, a lethargic. You know, people say, "I can't get out of bed, can't get out of bed." Strong people can't get out of bed. There's a concept of judgment. There's a concept of depression. There's a concept of not seeing the good in something, whether it's going into God forbid despair. But through hand clapping and hand, and not only do you change your emotion because you're changing your emotion, but you're saying everything is good. I just don't see it. Remember, we are all presumed to be blind until our Creator opens up our head, opens up your mind. There's areas of your life that you, you thought it was good, was bad, next thing you know, it was, ended up being the greatest thing in the world. How many, I mean, how many times do we have to do this? 
So this is where he's saying, when God forbid the divine judgments, there's decrees against the Jewish people, you're going to be normally prone to go into sadness and go into heaviness. You have to go dance and clap. Because also, what is Purim and Mordechai? Esther represents Haster. It's hidden. More represents, more, uh, Mordechai represents more deror, freedom. So that when the hands and the feet, there's a combination spiritually, mentally, of coming back to Purim with, with Ahava. That means practically in our area of our life, we have to come back to Purim with a new awareness, a new realization that everything that God is doing is good. And this is why rejoicing on Purim with hand clapping and dancing causes the Torah to be revealed, accepted, which obviously gives you the awareness, and the awareness gives you happiness at the end of the day. So this is where, you know, it, it, just a practical example, you know, when you're going through something, stop worrying, stop being anxious, stop going into despair, start dancing and clap your hands. And you'll see when you change your state, that changes the pulse, that changes your mind, and that allows you to see the situation completely different. This is where we always say, you know, shalom bywise, don't change. It's shalom, shalom, you have a shalom pattern problem, not a shalom bite problem. You have a shalom pattern. It's the same pattern. This happens, you fight, you don't talk to each other. <laughs> Pretty much, so what do we need to do to really break that pattern? Same thing. I mean, I think Tony Robbins is very big on this, changing patterns, because the pattern normally is when you get bad news, you go into, the, the, or you go into rejection mode, you go into despair mode, and that does not allow the, the hands and the, you become heavy. And the heaviness is exactly what Moshe's hands were not up. He lost the war. So when we're not, we need to use our hands and we need to use them for freedom. Because remember, hands are very connected also. What does hands represent in Kabbalah? Faith also. When his hands are up, they won the war. Hands and Kabbalistically. This is why the hands is a very big deal. Why, how you wash your hands in the morning. The reason why we wash our hands in the morning is to show that our hands are always above our head. Amuna is always over logic. You know, one of the things we're supposed to wash our hands is put your hands on top of your head. Right? Because the hand's faith. I need to make sure that my spirituality outdoes out my, my, my wisdom. Because if all of a sudden, if I don't have, I can have a lot of wisdom, but I don't have that spirituality, I'm stuck on the details. So it's very, very important that we always have our hands up, which represents also. Having the hands up is also recognizing it's faith before intellect. The more you believe it, the more you'll see it. So this is a practical lesson. Don't go into retreat. You have some bad news. You have situations in your life. Dance, because you know why? You're going to see how much resistance you're going to have to dancing and, hang, and clapping when you, get into bad, when you get into bad news. You see how much resistance you have. The resistance itself is teaching you exactly why you need to do it. See how much resistance you have when you're sad to be happy? Because that's exactly the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah is creating that resistance. It does not allow you to be happy. It won't allow you to see the good in the situation. You're a good customer. He, lo- he loves when you're in despair. Why does he love us? When we, when, what is, why, why does the Yetzirah love so much that we are in despair, that we're sad? Why, do, why does he love? Does it make sense? It's because when, when you're doing things in that mode, he's getting, you're saying a bracha, you're, you're praying, you're not even there. So he, he lives on the fallen kedusha. He lives on the fallen prayers. He lives on the, on the prayers without a heart. Because it's, it's, a, it's a kedusha, it's a spiritual, that has no meaning to it. That feeds them. Just like when we're eating, right? When we're eating, and we give the mayim we give the other side a little bit. We, give, we always leave a little piece for the other side, or we do we wash our hands, because we want to leave, them, leave us alone. The other side always wants to suck. 
he, they want to hijack the holiness. That's the job of the, of the other side. The other side wants to hijack. This is specifically why there's major fights two and a half hours before Shabbat, because they want to hijack the whole Shabbat. They want to destroy Shabbat by making sure you're not happy on Shabbat, thereby destroying the whole week. So he t- takes two and a half hours right before Shabbat and goes in for the kill to try to go make Maklochet. This is the job. And when you're not in a good, when you lose your faith, everything becomes fallen. Yes, you could be praying. Yes, you could be doing, but you're not doing it. You're doing it more as an obligation and your heart's not there. So that's where the other side feeds it. This is where the other side loves, you know, the, the Samech Mem's wife is L-I-L-I-T-H. We don't say her name because we can invoke all kinds of... Uh, she lives on depression and sexual... Uh, and sexual... Uh, Unfortunately, improper sexual acts. She lives because she says, "Listen, I'm, I know how to get this guy. The only guy I'm getting this guy is through sadness, and that's where I'm going to tempt them. I'm not going to tempt you when you're happy. I'm going to tempt you when you're sad. And this is why we're, we all have an addictive personality because we all have a tendency to be sad because there's a, tons of things going on in the world that we're going through, and there's a tremendous struggle. So we all can fall into these places. And this is where today we we have to really really." The first thing I could recommend you is whenever you have good news that you appears to be good, appears to be bad, start dancing and clapping. Because remember, as long as I have movement, as long as my feet are not stuck on the ground, they don't become heavy, I can eventually move. I can, I can move. The feet also represent also the, all the judgment run down to the feet. This is exactly why when a pregnant woman, right, she says thank you after she gives birth. Why? Because the judgment goes down to the feet. Right? Her thighs become cold. There's a lot of judgment. A, a, a childbirth is judgment. God forbid you see, you see people sometimes, babies pass away, mothers. It's judgment. But it's a, it's a tremendous judgment. And the feet get cold. So the feet itself represent judgment. This is why after childbirth, you have to say, Thank you, God, for everything. Because also, when you, the first thing you do when you get bad news, your heart feels it, your limbs become weak. And this is where you have to go straight into the opposite, straight into simcha. Because remember, I said this many times, through joy you will go out. Through joy you will go out. Through joy, not through rationality, not through despair, through joy. That means you have to be able to start being able to start doing things greater than you feel. You have to fight, your, fight the mood, fight the fatigue, do what you can. Get out. Don't let. Don't get stuck in the routine of life. Don't get stuck in the in the moment. In the in the in, every day is going to be the same day. Don't get stuck in that sadness. Plenty of depressed people out there in the world. You don't need to join them. There's already a full membership. There's a waiting list. You don't need to join them. We can be. We can change the world by changing ourselves by believing. Yes, our Creator has high expectations from us. He loves us. He has high expectations. He always wants us to grow. When we get comfortable, he's going to wake us up. Period. Or you can deal with maracas. They'll wake you up regardless. Or any, any Jewish wife. At the end of the day, how do you make a Jewish wife nervous? I figure you sit and do nothing. Sit and do nothing and all of a sudden, this is practically in heaven. When you sit and do nothing, they're going to wake you up. I mean, you ever sat and done nothing and while your wife is doing this and the kids, they'll look at you like, what, 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 what are you doing? In heaven also, we can't sit and do nothing either. They're going to wake you up. You, you have to move. You have to move in life. It's, this is why the Gemara says, money is, is, is damim, blood. Money is mamon. And money is also zeus. Zeus means movement. Everything has to move. Things have to move. Same thing with us. We have to always constantly cry to grow. 
further. Again, one more tip for Purim, obviously, is definitely don't go into Purim hungry. Go into Purim starving. <laughs> There's a difference when you're hungry and when you're starving. You have to ask yourself, I'm, I'm poor. I am poor Hashem. I am poor. I need the spirituality. I need focus. I want to meditate. I want simcha in my life. Pray for all of these, specifically spirituality. Spirituality gets much more higher level. You get. You get much more, less, less audits in spirituality. Because at the end of the day, ask your creator for trust. Creator of the world, give me bitachon in my life. What do you think bitachon means? Not bitachon. Bitachon. What does bitachon mean? It means trust. What happens when you have trust in your life? You're going to be more successful. Ask him for strength. What happens when you have strength in your life? You're going to be happier. You're going to be growing. So don't ask just for the physical. Ask for the spiritual. Because the spiritual becomes the physical. Ask Hashem that you should have healthy self-esteem. Automatically, your, 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 your shalom bite is going to get better. <laughs> Automatically, your relation is going to get better. Because you're going, to, you're going to take things less personal. So this is definitely a time that we could, we could we, the energy in the air is to definitely, definitely fight the fatigue, fight the, 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 the just exactly what Rabbi Nachman did. What did they do? They all were dancing. Imagine a, there's a decree coming, taking your children to the Cantonese war. Your, all the children are going to be in the Russian army. And, the, and all, the, all these breast lovers are start, they start dancing and clapping and thanking Hashem. Do you understand? I mean, you would literally, I mean, imagine this happening to the yuckies. They would worry, this, yell, whose fault is this? I mean, God, I mean, this is the decrees that they were dealing with here, there. They weren't dealing with Fauci and these clowns. They were dealing with real decrees over there. They were dealing with real decrees. So imagine if they were able to clap and dance ahead of, the, ahead of a judgment. It's the same thing we have to do. Breslov is always, always custom. Dance. Throw away the sechel and go straight into Muna by dancing and clapping to a place of goodness. And because you went to the place of goodness, because you saw the faith, you had faith, that gives you the miracle. Like I said many times, you don't, in, 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 in spirituality, it's, a, it's the opposite. You don't have to wait for something to happen. When you do something, something in heaven happens. When you're able to create that arousal, below, there's an arousal above. We have to make an arousal. So we have to jump like Nakshon into the river. We have to already celebrate the victory. And this is not just positive. This is exactly where you need to recognize. Because when you're in a... When a person has dinim, when a person has judgment, the reason why there's judgment is because he's f- mentally, physically asleep. If he, would, if, he'd have, if he would have really worked on himself, he would have recognized there's love in that situation. He would have gotten into bittal, etc. But that's why dancing and clapping help out. Because you're, 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 you're not feeding the negativity. You're actually saying everything is one, and you'll see the miracle from that. And Ramachman knew this, and this is why he says on Purim, we have to do a lot of dancing and clapping. You should always do a lot of dancing and clapping because that means the heart. Just like you get good news, get, celebrate. You know, people tell you, I'll celebrate. I'm going to celebrate when this is all over. What are you waiting for it to be over? Start celebrating now. Right now, what are you doing? You're being worried. So what are you, what are you worried? You're manifesting fear. That's not going to help you. Celebrate already in advance. Celebrate in advance. Mashem, help us that we should all celebrate in advance. Move your hands, clap your hands. And it's also when you clap your hands and move the hands the right way for spirituality, it fixes the other, uh, the times you were at the club uh, listening to Jay-Z, that, that dancing and clapping hands. That, that was a different type of fire you got. <laughs> so this makes a tikkun for that fire also, by the way. Have a great day.